Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I am back on Soundtrap, and this is going to be streamed through the Podbean app, so shout out to both, and, you know, just going with the flow. It's the true Aquarius in me that just thinks, yeah, you know, just get it done however it's going to get done. And the people who like to listen will listen no matter what the intro sounds like. I really appreciate each one of you who listens so much to my passion project that just helps me get through the day. I really love doing this. I love looking up facts, especially facts about music and TV and movies because Gen Xers just grew up and all of these things were a huge part of our lives. We had radio, cassette tapes, records, and VCRs, and that's how we got all of our entertainment. I wouldn't have had it any other way, and now I'm going to pay tribute to really the entire cast of Laverne and Shirley in light of the really sad passing of Cindy Williams. So Laverne and Shirley was hands down one of my favorite shows, possibly because the first season aired in 1976, the year of my birth. So literally, synchronicity. (laughs) The first episode aired January 27th, 1976, nine days before my birth. And season one, episode one, was entitled The Society Party. And season one gave 15 episodes. The last air date was May 18th, 1976. So Laverne and Shirley is a spinoff from Happy Days And they were originally introduced as acquaintances of Fonzie, played by Henry Winkler. And it was set in the same timeline, so Happy Days ran from 1958 through 1967 on the show. And Laverne and Shirley ran through the late 50s into the mid-60s as well. The show lasted for eight seasons. And the last episode was season eight episode 22 entitled here today hair tomorrow and that aired on may 10th 1983 total there are 178 episodes and shirley willamena feeney played by cindy williams is the only character to have appeared in all 178 episodes of the series. So, of course, Penny Marshall played Laverne DeFazio, and Cindy Williams played Shirley Feeney, and they are best friends and roommates. And they were in the episode of Happy Days. That was entitled A Date with Fonzie, and that was season three, episode 10. And Fonzie sets himself and Richie up with these two girls who work at Schott's Brewery as bottle cappers when Richie is in a dating slump. 
could not find the exact airing of that episode, but it was sometime in 1975. That is when we were introduced to Laverne and Shirley. So this was amazing because, you know, we had these two great women. One was portraying a strong Irish woman and one was portraying a strong Italian woman and they were best friends and roommates and working at the Schatz Brewery in Milwaukee, making each other laugh and keeping each other's spirits lifted. And, you know, it even says it in the song. So, you know, they, they, they just were always really supportive of one another. And they lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin until they decided to move to Burbank, California and get a fresh start and break into the movie business. And this like inspired the friends and the family to move out there with them. So let's just talk about probably one of the most iconic opening intros to a TV show ever. So you see Laverne and Shirley in their coats and their shoes and their little kerchiefs and they start bending at the knees and saying a little chant to cheer themselves up. And it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. And then the music comes in and it says, we're going to do it our way. Give us any chance. We'll take it. Read us any rule. We'll break it. We're going to make our dreams come true, doing it our way. Nothing's going to turn us back now. Straight ahead and on the track now. We're going to make our dreams come true, doing it our way. There's nothing we won't try. Never heard the word impossible. This time there's no stopping us. We're going to make it. On your mark, get set and go now. Got a dream and we just know now. We're going to make our dreams come true. And we'll do it our way, yes, our way. Make all our dreams come true. And we'll do it our way, yes, our way. Make all our dreams come true for me and you. And I used to sing that over and over and over again because it was so incredibly inspiring. And it was great to have that song behind two women and one that I could truly relate to as an Italian. Italian-American, to be more specific. And that famous theme song is 87 seconds long. Oh, by the way, Schlemiel Schlemazel, Hassenpfeffer Incorporated, it means an unlucky bungler or a consistently unlucky person. Both terms are of Yiddish origin. So I found this really great website called The TV Professor, and I'm just subscribing to it right now. So this incredible theme song was written by composer Charles Fox and lyricist Norman Gimbel, and they dubbed the song Making Our Dreams Come True, and Gary Marshall's hiring made sense because they had already created the incredibly popular and infectious theme song for Happy Days, and originally Happy Days used the song Rock Around the Clock as its theme song and then switched to the the new theme song, and that was written by these two men. Now, they actually began working together in 1970, but before that, Gimbel had written the words to the memorable classic, The Girl from Ipanema. They wrote so many theme songs. I'm going to have to do a whole podcast just about their songs. 
famous voice belongs to Cindy Greco of Denver, Colorado, and she was living in Los Angeles for three years before she landed the job, and that just put her into like permanent pop culture hall of fame, and she studied at the LaMount School of Music at the University of Denver. Reporter in 1978 that she got into singing, quote, I got into singing quite by accident. My primary interest was the piano. According to Fox's memoir, he had taken his family to Six Flags Magic Mountain and heard Greco singing with a pop group that performed at Six Flags Magic Mountain. That is incredible. Check out the TV professor and type in Laverne and Shirley because there is so much more to this and just a little bit behind the series itself. So the TV professor also gives this little bit of info. Laverne and Shirley exists for three reasons and three reasons only. And the first one is a random date early in Gary Marshall's love life. Gary, Gary Marshall is the series creator. And number two, because of Gary Marshall's mom. And number three, because of Fred Silverman, the then producer of ABC Network, who wanted to do a spinoff of Happy Days. And if you remember later on, Mork and Mindy was a spinoff of Happy Days. And that's where we were introduced to Robin Williams as Mork. Gary Marshall was born November 13th, that's my husband's birthday, 1934 in the Bronx. He is a boogie down Bronx boy and that is just incredible that he came up with so many shows and he passed away July 19th, 2016 in Burbank, California. And of course, he honestly very ingeniously cast his sister Penny as the role of Laverne. Oh, his father was of Italian descent and his mother was of German, English, and Scottish ancestry. And I just love that he created Laverne DeFazio, this strong and independent Italian-American female who loved her friends and family so much because that's pretty much every Italian-American girl. And uh, yeah, you know, she, she gave a softer side to us, <laughs> but still gave great representation of Italian-American women. Of course, we've got Penny Marshall as Laverne DeFazio and Cindy Williams, who played Shirley Feeney. And just a little fun fact, if you didn't know, Boo Boo Kitty was actually found on the lot, like, or on the set somewhere. And there was only one. It was worn out already. And Cindy Williams loved it and wanted to incorporate it into the character. So they used to put it away in a safe every night. So nothing would happen to it throughout filming. So there was only one Boo Boo Kitty and there will only ever be one true boo-boo kitty whole name boo-boo kitty was ad-libbed while rehearsing a scene where she's cleaning under the bed so she forgot her line and she improved and she saw the stuffed animal and she said look what i found boo-boo kitty and she actually said that because she and her mother had a cat named boo-boo 
and the writers loved it and they kept it into the show. And she, up until her very sad passing, had the tattered toy resting on a shelf in her closet. And she said that people ask me about him all the time. And the first thing Stevie Nicks said to me when I met her was, hi, where's Boo Boo Kitty? And people tell her all the time, I named my cat Boo Boo Kitty. So um, apparently, yeah, somebody on Empire used Boo Boo Kitty. I've never seen it. And I did not know that. Taraji P. Henson said something about Boo Boo Kitty. That's pretty cool. And I hope that she did get it from Cindy Williams, which is what Cindy Williams said when she had heard about it. So interesting stuff. Wait, Empire was Jussie Smollett, right? Oh. <laughs> and all over Etsy, you can find people that will create boo-boo kitties and on Poshmark and everything, but they're not the real thing. There's only one. And you can find a bunch of little boo-boo kitty shirts all over the internet. I might have to buy myself a boo-boo kitty. I really might. That show meant that much to me that it would be a piece of nostalgia that would make me so happy. Cindy Williams was from the Sunshine State, born and raised in L.A. I just loved her. And of course, Penny Marshall, also born in the Bronx. Now, speaking of more New Yorkers, so another New Yorker, David Lander, who played Squiggy, or the Squigman, was born June 22nd, 1947, in Brooklyn, New York, and... He passed December 4th, 2020 at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Torrance, California. And David was a true New Yorker. He was the youngest son of two Jewish school teachers, and he decided he wanted to become an actor when he was 10 and attended the high school for the performing arts and Carnegie Tech and New York University. So he was honestly just a very incredibly talented actor and just the creation of Squiggy. And with his co-star, Michael McKeon, they created the characters of Lenny and Squiggy when they were both theater students at Carnegie Mellon. And the characters of Lenny and Squiggy were known as the Greasers. And they were just so, so lovable. How could you just not enjoy when Lenny and Squiggy were on screen. It was the best. And another New Yorker, Michael McKeon, who played Lenny, was born October 17th, 1947, in New York City. He's currently 75 years old. He went to New York University for his MFA and, of course, Carnegie Mellon for his BFA, where he created the characters of Lenny and Squiggy and... It's just amazing to see how they started off as real true New York theater actors who just put their blood, sweat, and tears, heart, and soul into creating something that's going to be lasting and memorable. And these guys totally knocked it out of the park. Lenny and Squiggy are just probably one of the greatest TV, sitcom, comedy duos ever. Now... Not quite a New Yorker, but still a Northeasterner. We got Eddie Mecca, 
And he was born June 14th, 1952 in Worcester, Massachusetts. And he passed on November 27, 2021 in Santa Clarita, California. He played Carmine Ragusa, also known as the Big Ragu, and he would sing and he would dance and he was always doing Sinead turns and all of these things. And he was just so talented and who didn't enjoy you know, everything pretty much that he did. Attended the Berkeley College of Music. And, you know, he's basically best known for playing the Big Ragu, but he was on Broadway and all of that and did the whole New York Broadway actor thing before moving to Los Angeles and landing the role in 1976. And he was on the whole series until it canceled in 1983. Gotta tell you that with this cast, New York is killing it, Phil Foster, and he was Laverne's father, Frank DeFazio, and he was born in Brooklyn on March 29th, 1913, and he passed on July 8th, 1985 in Rancho Mirage, California. And Laverne's father, Frank DeFazio, is the guy who runs the pizza bowl. It's the local hangout. And he opens up a Cowboy Bills in Burbank, California. And he would always like yell and do these things. And he, you know, had a temper. And it was pretty, pretty, um, I would say TV friendly for, you know, an old fashioned Italian man temper, but always hilarious. So... You know, all of these characters really hit home with me because of the pizza and, you know, Laverne and Frank DeFazio and the big ragu. And it always just made me feel like, you know, it was something I could relate to because that was my life. Not obviously in the 50s, but in the 70s, 80s, 90s. It was all about, you know, that family thing and everyone. Where are you going? Where are you moving? Yep, we're going with you. Everyone's following. That happens sometimes. It happens that families will relocate to be close together if one is going to leave. And I really loved that about the show when they switched over to you know, making everything in in Burbank, California. There was this really short-lived show on NBC called From A to Z. And the reason that it sticks out to me, and I remembered it, is because two of the girls who starred in the show lived in the building where Laverne and Shirley lived in Burbank, like whatever the the building that they showed, you know, in the in the shots for it, that was the building that these two characters ended up living in and Kristen Malati, who was the mother on How I Met Your Mother played the character of Zelda Vasco and Ben Ben Feldman played Andrew Laughlin and then it also starred Henry Zabrowski, Lenora Critchlow, Christina Kirk, Nancy Fidrick and Hunter Payton. So I kind of remember it. I just really do remember an episode where they were, it was like Halloween and they were playing the Laverne and Shirley theme and it's, they were coming out of that building. And I remember they had showed it and I was like, wow, that looks so familiar. Only to have it be that the characters lived in that building. So a little bit of history there. The show 
came out in 2014. October 2nd was the first episode, and it did not last too long. The final episode was January 22nd, 2015. So let's get back to the cast of Laverne and Shirley. So last but certainly not least, we have Betty Garrett, and she was born May 23rd, 1919 in St. Joseph, Missouri, and she passed in 2011 at age 91 in Los Angeles, California. She was originally a Broadway actress, and she attended the Annie Wright School, and she was on All in the Family and so many different things, but she was best known as Edna Babish in Laverne and Shirley. And I remember her well. She was just such an incredible light on camera. And honestly, the whole cast just made you feel like you were, I don't know, part of the Laverne and Shirley crew. It was like you could see yourself sort of living their lives. And, you know, this was supposed to have taken place in the 50s, right? And in the 50s, I don't know if it was so common for two young women to move out on their own and have jobs and rent an apartment together rather than get married and have kids. So it was very ahead of its time. You know, same thing even in the 70s, Mary Tyler Moore was originally supposed to be divorced and they thought that that was too like heavy for a network, that that wouldn't be accepted because divorce was not accepted in the 70s. So they changed it to a broken engagement and that in and of itself was also very forward, you know, very progressive. So. Laverne and Shirley was way ahead of its time with these two women and, you know, they were dating and they were working at a beer factory as bottle cappers and they had their own dreams about what their life was supposed to be and they ended up leaving Milwaukee together. And again, the whole family, the friends, everyone said, let's go to L.A. with you because Laverne and Shirley were so inspiring, such strong, inspiring women. And like I said, Laverne DeFazio was really, truly the first strong-willed Italian-American female character on television that was so relatable. And I think my favorite thing ever about that show was how they would always sing to each other They would sing High Hopes. And that is a Frank Sinatra song from the 1959 film A Hole in the Head. And it was nominated for a Grammy and won an Oscar for Best Original Song at the 32nd Academy Awards from the album All the Way. And it is the B-side to All My Tomorrows. It was released June 15th, 1959 as a single and 1961 in the album version. And it was recorded at Capitol Studios in Hollywood on May 8th, 1959. And back then, this song was considered a show tune and pop music.
I like that it's a show tune pop song, considering how many pop songs and rock songs have made their way to the Broadway stage recently. And this was probably just, you know, a big catalyst for it. So the song High Hopes. So the lyrics are next time you're found with your chin on the ground, there's a lot to be learned. So look around. Just what makes that little old ant think he'll move a rubber tree plant. Anyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant, but he's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. He's got high apple pie in the sky. Hope so any time you're getting low, instead of letting go, just remember that ant. Whoops, there goes another rubber tree plant. And with that, I leave you with one of the best casts of sitcom television in history, Laverne and Shirley. God rest all the actors who are no longer with us and to everyone who's still here. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Messy Closet. And I will see you back on the mic tomorrow. Don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.